0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso. I'll be your host as we dive into today's topic. Boy, it seems from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? When the information overload leaves us frustrated, how do we sift through it all and choose what governs our lives? our leadership here at Grace Church has been processing and praying about these things, and we want to offer a resource of some uh, to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. So, Jeff, how are we doing today? I'm all right. <laughs> all right. We were just talking about how we should do this entire episode in accents. And... <laughs> Uh, That's probably the best little run I've ever had on an accent, I must say. It was Um, all right. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And we realized that Jeff is just going to say all right (laughs) the entire episode. So uh, my best accent, I'm pretty sure, is just Batman.
1: Uh, (laughs) So we'll do that the whole episode. Is that an uh, accent? It's just uh, a needlessly aggressive voice.
0: We're going to call it an accent. (laughs) For sake of this episode, Um, and everybody else is going to turn off right now because they don't need Batman yelling at them. Um, But uh, we do have a listener-submitted question today that we want to dive into, Um, so... They say this is not a question for a new topic, but one regarding a recent podcast where we talked about sexuality within a Christ-centered mindset. So they say this is a topic they've been waiting for and wish this podcast could have gone on for another hour. They like that they'd like to know how we handle situations with our friends and family who are actively living a homosexual lifestyle. A long time ago in a sermon, they say that, Jeff, you helped change their perspective on the sin of homosexuality and how it's no worse than lust for someone who isn't your spouse or to love everyone regardless of that sin. So they're really diving into this, Jeff. Mm-hmm. But here's their question. With all of that in mind, how do we as Christians handle things like attending gay weddings for close friends or family members?
1: Yeah, it, it's, that stuff's tough. And, and the, the perspective that they're talking about is... You know, we, we talked about this a little bit on the, the last episode that we talked about this, that that homosexual attraction mm-hmm. is uh, is a sexual attraction. You know, I have heterosexual attraction, right? Sure. And so the, the issue is not the attraction. Temptation is not a sin. Active uh, participation is the sin. So whether right. that's homosexual, heterosexual, doesn't really matter. It's all the same sin. And the question that uh, we need to wrestle with as, as people who want to yield to God is not whether I'm attracted to heterosexuals or homosexual or have a homosexual attraction. The real question is authority. Right. Like who owns my body and who has the right to tell me what to do with my body? And the scripture is clear that God is. He's our creator. Uh, if you're a Christ follower, you're also the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so God has ownership and authority over my body, and so th- that's the that's what this listener is talking about. Like it, there's nothing more uh, sinful about someone who struggles with homosexual attraction than there is some something sinful about somebody who struggles with heterosexual attraction when that attraction is not given or yielded to their their uh, their husband or their wife. So. Um, and maybe if you, you may want to go back and search that, pa- that past episode and yeah, kind of absolutely. get all that background on that. So what do we do with that? That's a really difficult question, and, and it's I believe uh, pretty strongly that that's tied directly to whether the person professes to be a Christ follower or not. Yeah. So for people who are not Christ followers, the Bible does not have authority over their life. Hmm. So the Apostle Paul said, um, he said that, uh, he goes, what what do I care what outsiders do? Hmm. You know, my, my responsibility is the church and the conduct of the church. Now, what I did not just say was I did not say God does not have authority over someone's life. Right. Uh, what i said was that those who are not in christ have never looked and said i yield my life to god's authority or to the authority of scripture a christ follower is saying both of those things i yield myself to the authority of god and i yield myself to the authority of of the scripture so to say which means that they've placed themselves under things like spiritual authority right right so the the reason that i yield to Uh, the elders of our church, or like a Pastor Bob, or somebody like that. The the reason I would do that is because I've placed myself under their spiritual authority. Uh, I'm going to look at the Scripture, and I'm going to say, as a Christ follower, God ordained the local church. Within that local church, he established offices. One of those offices are elders. Elders have spiritual authority. They are not to lord it over those that they lead, but there are times that they exercise that, yep. where they would say, for our benefit, you cannot do that, you cannot do this. And uh, even as the, um, uh, the, the primary spiritual leader of a big church like Grace Church, I yield to our elders. I just had a, 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 an elders meeting last night, and I was wrestling with something, trying to figure it out. And uh, and I said, guys, I want I want to uh, have your authority to do this. It wasn't right, wrong, biblical, biblical, It was an opinion and a direction. And I I just said, I won't I won't move this way without your backing, hmm. right? So we do that a lot. Like in in, in a subject like this, um, when we're trying to figure out like how to apply grace and truth to a given situation, Uh, one of the things that the Scripture would tell us to do is seek wise counsel. So if I'm talking about two people who are not Christ followers, um, then me looking at them and saying, you're living in sin (laughs) um, means nothing to them, whether they're homosexual or heterosexual. And I believe in a situation like that that um, their wedding is not something that God is involved or invited in anyways, right? Right. So if if somebody like that came to me and said, hey, we need to rent a pastor and rent a building, will you do our wedding? I would say, no. I I love you, I'll meet with you, I'll talk with you, but I don't rent out my services— and actually, we don't rent any facilities at Grace Church, right. so it's it's not even an issue for us. Uh, so I would say no, and well, why not? I'm not a wedding officiant. That's not what I am. I am a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, if two people came to me and they were believers and they said, would you do our wedding? I would look at them and I would say— what are we talking about when we say wedding, right? Um, I've had many conversations over the years. Well, we just want you know we just want to get married, then we're going to have a reception. What's the reception going to look like, right? Because if you want to rent me as a pastor, and then we're going to talk about Jesus publicly, and then we're all going to get trashed, I'm not doing that. Right. I will. I will not embarrass the name of the Lord. Um, because I am there to represent Him. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to get you married. You can, your brother-in-law can get a, a marriage license off the back of a, you know, cereal, cereal box. box. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not doing that. So I don't view myself, although I am an officiant of the state of Ohio who can sign your marriage license. So can anybody who gets a license off the internet. Yeah. I'm only showing up there if you look at me and say we want to have a marriage built on Christ and, uh, and we want Christ proclaimed in our wedding. Now we can talk, right? Now you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be sinless. I've, I've done weddings where the bride's been pregnant, right? I'm like, I, I'm not talking about anything, but if we're talking about something less than that, and then I, what I've learned to do is I'll, I'll often ask, well, what's the reception like? Well, there's dancing. All right, I like the dance. Well, there's alcohol. Okay, alcohol in and of itself is not a sin. What's it going to be like? Is it going to get crazy and everybody gets trashy and everybody? No, no, no. It's just some See what I'm saying? Yep. So I want to know, like, are we there to honor Christ and celebrate a couple? Or are we there to have a party and you want like a religious good luck charm on it, right? So I want to know what that wedding is. Now, should you attend one or not, I would actually put that that question through some of that same grid, Hmm. right? So what are we attending? Yeah. Um, If I was looking at – let's take it out of the homosexual realm. If I was looking at a couple living together, and they're like, hey, we're living together, and I know you don't like it, but we're living together. Okay, will you do our wedding when? Uh, it's, it's December. We want to get married next fall. No, I won't. Um, well, you won't? No. I mean, you just want to have a party. Uh, I've had couples come to me and say, we're living together. I know we shouldn't be. We want to get married. When? Well, why why are you living? It? Well, we can't. We have to both live together, to afford the house. We have children together. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, when do you want to get married? Um, we just want to be married. Okay, why don't you meet me over at the church Saturday morning, and I'll marry you. And I've done many weddings like that. Yep. I will help you get right with Christ. I will not pretend that everything's okay. Yeah. Right. So a heterosexual couple living together that does not care. I will I will not bless that wedding because they don't care mm-hmm. what Christ thinks or wants. And I'm like, that's not the purpose of the pastor being involved in the wedding. Get somebody to get a license, go to the justice of the peace, you can get yourself, you can get your tax break by your marriage license, right? right? That's not at all what what Christ is portraying in Ephesians chapter 4 and 5 mm-hmm. with, with, a, with a New Testament marriage. A homosexual couple would be in that same situation because the, the uh, homosexuality acting on it is a sin. It's clear in the Bible. You have to turn the Bible six ways to Tuesday to remotely get close to making that not clear in the Bible. So in God's eyes, there is no such thing as homosexual marriage. And that's a very controversial statement today, Mm -hmm. and I understand that. But in the eyes of God, there is no such thing as two people of the same gender getting married. That's not what marriage is Mm -hmm. in God's eyes. So I will not participate in in that, right? Now, if it's my friends or family, do I attend? And that's where I would run it back through that same grid— Well, what am I attending? Mm -hmm. Am I am I attending a family reunion? Am I attending a blowout, uh, you know, frat party? Uh, Is everybody rolling their eyes at this ceremony because they know that this isn't gonna, you know, this is a disaster? Am I attending a political statement? Mm -hmm. Am I attending something where? God is being dishonored, right? And I, and I would I would look at many um, invitations in my life like that. I, I, I would not attend a frat party birthday party, Sure, right. Uh, I I wouldn't attend a, a, a political rally that's screaming at the opposition telling them they're all whatever name they attach it. See, there's lots of things where I would look and say, is God being honored? The answer is probably yes. Is it very neutral? I'm like, well, what is it then, right? Is God being dishonored? I think the answer is usually no. Now, I'd probably send a gift. I'd probably write a card that I love you. I'm not trying to punish you or hold you to something that I wouldn't hold somebody else to. But if I walk in as a representation of Christ, how is that received?
0: Yeah, it's, what I'm hearing you say is there are um, obviously some overarching guidelines and clarity that God gives us, but when it comes to the relationship, it's almost like it's a case-by-case conversation, you know, how close is that relationship, what's the nature of your relationship, and what is God calling you to do in that moment? Because you mentioned, if I have an opportunity to be salt and light, and they're, they're Uh, seeking, but not sure what that even means yet, seeking the Lord, that might mean something different than that's being just kind of blatantly defiant and doesn't care at the moment. Um, And even the strength of the relationship, I think many of us, we've probably been invited to the wedding where it's like the guy from, you know, middle school or college that was 10 years ago and you barely talked, but you got invited to their wedding for some reason versus like your brother. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's exactly the path I started to think down here, Joe. Like it, um, I'm friends with many gay people, mm-hmm. and um, uh, some of them are passionate in their pursuit of Christ, and some of them are not. Yep. Those who are my true friends, it always is fascinating to me what they don't invite me to. Hmm because they they love me <laughs> yep. and and they know like I'm in a difficult position you're going to make me choose and they know me well enough that I love them we disagree um, they know where I stand with Christ they know where I stand with with uh, if they're acting on their sin where I stand with their sin and they love me enough not to ask me to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with many, many, many folks who are not believers, who are living together, et cetera, et cetera, and they have—my my true friends have a real sensitivity mm-hmm. to, to um, the position they're putting me in. It's not that layer. That layer is a very difficult layer, and there's a lot of privacy and the freedoms that we exercise in Christ, the, the apostles tell us, that so you kind of exercise them privately. It's the next layer, like it's the acquaintance. And if I say no, they're like, well, he's making a statement. I'm like, I was just double booked. <laughs> that might be the answer. Sure. If I say yes, then, oh, he's throwing his support behind us. I'm like, I was just trying to be – and so some of these times you're put into like these no one situations, a lot of times um, – if you don't elevate it to a massive conversation, they don't either. People say they can't go to weddings all the time. Sure. You know, and I don't hate you. Right. Um, if, if, if two of my f- friends that are gay get married, I would probably send them a, a gift. I would, I would celebrate that they're happy about something. I probably would not go to the wedding, Mm -hmm. but they would know how I feel about all of it. Yep. And they would know that long before they invited me to something. Yeah. Right? And so, um, and I think that's what I would do. And there could be another given situation, but the, the, the idea that I just, if I start cutting centers all the way out of my life, I don't know who I have left in my life. Right. (laughs) Right. So we have to be really, really careful about choosing the taboo sins because the sins that the Bible talks uh, the most about are like gossip, Mm -hmm. uh, hating your brother. You know, you cannot hate your brother and love God. You know, the Bible will be super clear about that. Greed. Sexual impurity, and then it does witchcraft, and it does talk about homosexuality. Mm -hmm. But like we always forget about like the other six, (laughs) you know? And so I think you have to respond in love. I do not think this question is something that any Christ follower should flippantly answer. Mm hmm. Um, and, and I think you have to be certain, does this event, doesn't matter if it's homosexual, heterosexual, it doesn't matter, does the event dishonor Christ? Um, I, I had one time a, um, uh, a friend won uh, tickets to a, a rock and roll concert on the radio, and he, he's like, go with me to the front row. I'm like, I'm not going to that concert, and he's like, "Why not?" And I'm like, "Bro, the, I I know what's going to happen on that stage. Like, I, that that is, that event is going to dishonor Christ. We're not talking about like, the, you know, the band Chicago right. or Adele. You right. know, we're talking about like it was a heavy metal band. I'm like, I know that Christ is going to be dishonored in that place. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting myself there. Yeah." right and i think i think that's a standard for every christ follower yep
0: one of the things you mentioned jeff which i think is both so wise and if somebody heard it in passing i think it deserves a double click a pause was um the folks in your life would know how you feel regarding their choice yep. and i think that is so important but if you if you just kind of heard that in passing that doesn't mean that you've posted your stance online it doesn't mean that you've just stood in their doorway and said, Well, you know right. how I feel. Like it, it, it's a, it's, the, we've talked about this in other uh, episodes. It's about how are we building the bridges of those relationships? They understand our love for them, our care for them, our compassion for them as people. But they would understand where we align with God's truth in these matters.
1: Yeah, and and I think where where this gets super hard is in those close-in relationships. Mm-hmm. And what I have found, and I know I'm different. I'm a pastor, you know. I I, I know I'm different, but I have a friend that um, uh, went through a divorce, and and as he went through that divorce. Um, I made it clear that I thought he was wrong. I'll never forget something he said to me one time. We we're talking about all this, and I was confronting him and talking to him, and this kind thing. And he said, uh, "He said, uh, Jeff. He goes, I'm going to quit talking to you about this for a while." And I, I, at first, I was like, I was like, what? How could you do that? And then he said something, and I actually deeply appreciated this. He said, "It's not fair for me." To put you in the middle of my actions, hmm. right? And and he he said, "I love you too much, and this is my fault," hmm. right? And I and I I love him for that. He didn't change what he was doing. He is very clear where I stand with it, but he loved me enough to realize. Um, I'm going to go ahead and sin, and I understand that you you cannot accept that, hmm. right? I think people that you have deep and true relationships with regard I, homosexuality is is just a form of sin, yep. right? So you, we can throw a thousand things in this blanket. One, one of the things I'm very opposed to is getting on making homosexuality the sin. Yep, absolutely. Right? So it's a sin. So the people who would actually be caught in this bind relationally will have a sensitivity sometimes. The people who want you to be caught in this bind, you, they're not deep friends or true friends anyways, you yeah. know. And and you're going to you're going to have to navigate it. Now they're on the same time, I can think of 20 different things that if, if we sat down over a cup of coffee and you said, here is this very unique circumstance, I think I should do it, I might look at you and say, I think you're right. Sure. You know, Jesus walked with sinners. He dined with sinners. Now, he called them to repentance. Yep. He did not do that at, at, in a, a benign way, Right. But he was not afraid to be around them, and he was not afraid to be misunderstood for being around them. But he had a reason Mm -hmm. to be there, and it was a redemptive reason to to be there. One of my favorite passages that illustrates what you just said is John 8, when uh, the
0: leaders bring an adulterous woman before Jesus, and he is very incredibly, wonderfully compassionate with her, and then says, now go and sin no more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that that hybrid, that uniqueness, I mean, in in so many ways, that's the freedom in Christ is that he forgives
1: you of your sin, He has compassion there, and then he calls you and frees you from it. That's right. And he does not participate in it. Yes, I, I think that's that's a part of what I'm saying about being some place where you know Christ is dishonored. you're're yeah. you're, partic- you're a participant now. So he but he he was willing to be misunderstood. For the sake of redemption. Yeah. And and there's a conversation to be had there. And I think what I would say to the, the listener who asked the question as well, all of us, is this is a place that you want to seek godly counsel. It's these are usually one-offs, they are unique situations and giving some generic answer of how to solve that is not going to be very helpful because you're going to have a unique set of circumstances to it. But the goal is to honor Christ right? in, in all things, right? And so the question isn't, should I go to this or should I go to that? That's not the question. The question is, how do I honor Christ yeah. given this set of circumstances that are in front of me? That's the question.
0: That's so good, man. Well, Jeff, if we could have said that 20 minutes ago. I know. I've say to everybody, much of time? How do we honor Christ given the circumstance in front of us? I love it. Well, thank you, everyone, for jumping in and listening to this. Thank you, listener, for submitting your question. Uh, if you have questions that you would like us to uh, discuss and interact with here on Mixed Messages, you can submit those on our website at bath.gracechurches.org slash messages. Feel free to reach out. Ask those questions. Of course, you can always subscribe and follow and send us a direct message on any of our social media platforms. We'd love to interact with you and help you take unique next steps and maybe even help you navigate some of the questions that you have regarding these types of issues. Uh, Feel free to join us on the weekend in person uh, if you're here in the area or online. And of course, thank you so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you guys next week.